G'day Bulldusters, Todd here. It is time for another edition of the Bikes and Bulldust podcast. The off-road scene has been absolutely exploding lately, as you guys know, with events like Transmoto going on, lots of organised trail and adventure rides. So I thought it'd be cool to pump up the New South Wales off-road series a little bit. It's a little-known series that I think deserves a little bit more promotion. Rounds 1 and 2 are coming up soon at Mandurin, out near Dubbo, sort of central west New South Wales, I guess you could say. Uh, so I called up one of the guys behind the series, Jeff Dre, to have a chat about yeah everything to do with the race. Jeff has been around for as long as I can remember. Uh, it was only a few months ago, actually. I was looking through some old race programs and saw his name in a Supercross Masters book. And he was racing as a privateer in Supercross, oh, I think it was about 20 years ago. It was roughly about when I started racing Supercross. So certainly been around for a long time. Anyway... Uh, In this one, we start off with some chat about the Sprint Series that's coming up, which sounds like a mad fun time, by the way. Uh, Later in the year, those boys are also planning a stadium Enduro-cross-style series as well, which hopefully goes off with a bang, so that sounds like a bunch of fun. And finally, we get talking about both being mini-dads and how awesome electric bikes are for the kids. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast and get to know Jeff a bit better. I certainly did. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. Talk to you guys soon. Special edition podcast coming to you guys. I've got Jeff Dre on the line. How are you, mate? Yeah, going good, mate. How's things your end? Pretty good. Busy day today, running around. It's a roster day. I'm off work, but kids and swimming lessons and building stuff out the back, and it's all been happening this morning. But um reason we got you on, we want to talk motorbikes, of course. So I've been talking to you a little bit about the off-road series coming up. So we'll get into that in a minute, but before we get started, mate, let's give your business a plug. DMK Designs, if people want graphics or numbers, whatever, what do you do? Can you handle them? Mate, we can get it done, absolutely. Um, get on the website there, dmkdesigns.com.au, or, um, yeah, the socials, the usuals. Yep. And, um, yeah, absolutely, mate, trying to um, get behind a lot of the um, off-road side of things as well as the motocross. Um, so, yeah, try and get all bases covered there. And you're out at Mudgee, so if people in that greater area need, is it? Do you do any type of signage, or is it just bike stuff, or what are you doing? Yeah, no, we do a lot of signage, um, what cars, you know, real estate stuff for a lot of local businesses and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah our main, the main percentage of work we do is dirt bike stuff, so graphics, shirt prints, you know, all that usual stuff. Yeah, sweet, sounds good. So, website, socials, hit you up, send you a message, emails, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Any of that, you can order directly on their website. It's the easiest way. Um, there's plenty of kits on there. We do custom stuff as well. Anything you like of ours, you can um, get on there, hit it in, type in um, the logos you want, the numbers you want, the colours you want, and um, we'll send you out a proof and get it happening for you. Sounds all too easy, mate. I like the sound of that. It is, mate. So how, t- how's it going anyway, mate? I saw you took over DMK there, what, about 12 months ago, was it? How's it all been going? Yeah, it's been 12 months, so I did it. Um, I had zero MX graphics. I've done graphics. I did spend about eight years doing it or whatnot, and then, um, yeah, wanted a bit of a change. I'm a mechanic by trade, so I went coal mine and underground for a while. Absolutely hated my life, which <laughs> most people do. Anyone that's worked underground knows. And then, yeah, just wanted to do something back. Obviously, um, small kids again. Lifestyle changed for me, doing something that I want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, more time with the kids, and brings me back into the industry a bit more, like... You know, I've been riding bikes now for, I'm 42, so I've been racing for 39 years. Haven't missed a year that I haven't done at least. Oh, I've lost you a little bit there. You there? Hello? 
We're back. Sorry, bad connection there. Sorry, mate. We cut off. You've been riding forever. You're back in the industry. That was where we were at. So all good. But one of the things I wanted to touch on a little bit, man, was, you know, people like yourself are like so engaged in, you know, the industry, racing, riding events, whatever. You go to them yourself. You've been to transmotos and local events and everything from one end to the other. And we were sort of talking about, you know, how important it is to support just the people that keep the other events running. So, you know, when you see these banners at the track of people that have, uh, you know, supported or sponsored or thrown things in, like how important it is to keep it going. Because they're people like, you know, me and you that are trying to keep it all going. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think the biggest thing, like obviously you get a lot of people, you know, keyboard warriors and whatnot, you know, why aren't these events on? Why aren't sponsors behind it? It's up to us, everyone that rides, everyone that goes to these events, and you really, you know, if you're going to an event and you see Funnel Web Filters has sponsored the event that you're at, you know, ring them up, contact them and say, look, guys, I've seen you're a sponsor of that event. I want to buy some of your products. Mm. That also gets the point across to them that, hey, that worked. We need to keep sponsoring these events. They don't hear about it. They don't know if five people seen the sign. They don't know if hundreds of people. It works the same for me with my graphics. Um, and I see it from both sides. You know, people want sponsors, events want sponsors, but we really need to put it back. We don't have the television coverage, which we all want. Um, you know, there's lots of things in the pipeline we've been hearing about. That'll be great. But without that, you know, you really need to spend the money with the guys that are supporting these races. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, yeah, like I said, you see those banners around for it a a local shop, a local business, and more often than not, that's what they are, man. They're just local businesses, small businesses who just love it and want to help out, you know. They're not big corporates. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm definitely on board with that, man. Like I am someone who does that, you know. I try to buy stuff from people around, you know, the area and local dudes and people that I know and people that pour back in. So, yeah, doing a good thing. Yeah, the old saying, mate, if someone's gone to the effort, buy the shirt, mate. Take it home and wear it. Let's see it. New South Wales Off-Road Championship start in three or four weeks, roughly, as we record this, mate. Uh, rounds one and two at uh, Mandurin, is that it? Mandurin, yeah, Mandurin, yep. New South Wales, yeah. First of all, mate, where is it and what have you got to do with it? <laughs> well, Mandurin, mate, you might as well say it's uh, near Goan Tracks, Coonabarabran. It's right. basically between, and everyone knows of Dunny Doo, the famous motocross track, which I try and um, promote as much as I can. 100%. Um, cross country, as we call it. Yeah, so it's basically smack between those two. It's right. about 120 k's from Muddy, where I am. Um, we just got, yeah, I spoke to Trina from Motorcycle New South Wales, and um, she's on board for the off-roads. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that she hit me up and said, you know any places we could go? And I knew of this private property, which is unreal. It's probably the best motorbike riding property that I've spent time on, and um, I love going there. And we just got the ball rolling. Um, you know, I, I really want to get him on board with these off-roads and change the sport a little bit if I can. Um, I've done a lot of these, like you said, I've, I've raced everything from the, the Supercrosses back in the 90s right through to the four-day, the Fink, the Hatters, everything. Um, so I just kind of, as a dad, as a competitor, I've been on both sides, um, and, you know, as a sponsor. So... I think, yeah, there's just some areas that I reckon we can work on and make it a bloody awesome event. Yeah, nice. So is this the secret garden place that I've seen a few people tag? I can't tell you about that place. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, this is the secret garden. So, (laughs) yeah, this sort of come about as a couple of us got onto a local farmer there. One of my mates uh, went to school with his son and... You know, and he said, oh, I've got this track, but it's a secret. Don't tell anyone about it, you know. And, and then it sort of got the nickname of Secret Garden. But um, a few of the uh, 
more pro guys have got on board and trying to sneak you out there and then told their mates and it's it's become yeah it's it's got its own reputation already but no one's ever been disappointed it's it's an unreal place uh, mate i've heard the rumors i've spoken to a few of these off-road boys who have said mate you got to get to the secret garden yeah well that's it you can come <laughs> book it in and up rounds one and two are you riding mate are you gonna have a spin well i've thrown an entry in got um, the big husky ready or what yeah, you got the big husky ready. So I've thrown an entry in, but mm-hmm. I'm sort of, you know, I'm playing it day by day at the moment, sort of for the event. I've got both my my twins are racing, yep. so I'm, I'm already doing the race dad thing, um, you know, and I've got my little kids there as well. But also I'm trying to put the effort into this race. I just, I don't want people to turn up and it be like a normal race where everyone's standing around waiting what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want the place to be run on the ball, you know, things happening. We've got an awesome dash for cash. Um, these kind of events, like I've, I've got a lot of new guys entering. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to target the new kids and juniors yep. because, you know, if you don't see that juniors are what make our sport, you know, and that's what we've got to really focus on. It's okay for the pros, but it really needs to be something that parents want to take their kids to. And I've been told plenty of times, um, I don't want to do the enduro off-roads, you know, I'm worried about my kid on a 65 heading into the bush and not coming back for half an hour. You know? And that's not what this is about. This, right. We've changed it up. We've designed a track, especially the, the junior tracks designed especially for viewing. So okay. you take off, you're on a lot of grass track area, you head into the bush for a couple of minutes and you come back onto the grass track area and then you do that twice. So at any time, if you're there like a 65 dad and um, you, know, you can see the start, you can see a lot of the turns and, and your kid's only really out of sight for a couple minutes and he's back and then out of sight again so you've got an idea where he is yeah cool and, and it's a lot better for spectators yeah no so like you said the i was going to be one of my questions the junior track is separate to the senior track in this event 100 percent. yeah yeah so they're side by side um so basically if you can imagine the pits in the middle and then the senior track heads out to the left of the property and the yeah. junior track heads out to the right um it's a this is a sprint series a lot of people don't understand how sprints work too but it's, it's unreal yeah there's so much fun hey like i reckon yeah. the sprint format for off-road is or personally is my favorite like yeah, i know 100%. some of the pros prefer like you know these three-hour cross countries and other types yeah. right and that is all well and good for professionals but i reckon for just weekend warriors man sprint format is the most fun yeah, 100%, mate. I totally agree, and especially for new people. Um, mm. You know, those bigger events like you had us that run a four-hour format or whatnot, you know, people think that they need to spend more money and, you know, throw bigger tanks on their bikes and the gearings and, you know, the steak pegs and all that stuff, which is all fine for those events. But you can literally rock up to a sprint meet on a two-stroke motocross bike mm. that's, you know, good for 20, 30 minutes on the tank of petrol. Yeah. And you can do a sprint. You've only got to do one lap, which is, you know, Josh Green's been around this property, around the track. He's, you know, we have changed it up, but it's going to be about the same timing. He does about a 12-minute lap time, 12, 13 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, back to the slower guys, you're talking around the 20 minutes. And then you sit down. You've got to rest. You can bang in some energy drinks or some red frogs, fuel up, get your bike ready, and get back up to the line. You've got at least, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes before you have to line back up. Yeah, it's a pretty tried and tested format. So sprint series formats, typically, I'm assuming you run the same type of format. It's effectively the fastest guy goes first, and then you have intervals of, what are you going to have? 15 seconds. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. We can change it up if it's a dusty weekend or something like that. Yeah. 15 seconds works great. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you basically seeded or you scored from the previous round. So this round one will be seeded. So obviously the pro guys will get into the seeding up top, right through. We'll mix it up a little bit. After your first couple of laps, the times then you'll be reseeded. So yeah. the fastest guy takes off first. Realistically, if you're seated in the right position and you're going the same speed, you're not going to catch anyone and no one's going to catch you unless you crash, obviously. Yeah. So you're not catching dust. You don't have to overtake people. People aren't flying past you. You're just riding your own race. So you might do a 20-minute lap the first lap, 22 the next. You know you're two minutes slower. You're racing against yourself. Yeah. All you've got to do is try and beat your own time or match your own time. And, you know, for, for me especially, you know, I'm a race dad first. I've got a you know, work to make sure my kids get to the races. I, I sort of bit over this whole race start. I love motocross, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the race starts the bit that puts the danger in it for me going to work on Monday. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more with you. <laughs> You're racing yourself. So, yeah. you know, obviously there's still risks involved, but I think it really, it just makes it fun. It yeah. does. Yeah. For all levels. Yeah, no, it does. And, and that sort of having that format too, like there's a lot of classes, and if anyone's interested in the event, Go and have a look at the sup regs and you'll see all the different classes there. There's vets and pros and clubmen and whatever else. But yeah. once you're one or two rounds into the day and you've done a, a sprint or two, none of that really matters because you just go behind the dude who's faster than you. It doesn't yeah. matter what bike, how old, anything like that. So I think that's yeah, one so- of the beauties of these things. But then you're still up against people in your category on the timesheets. So you kind of get the best of both worlds in that regard. So yeah, see, um, I've got both of my twins in this one, so they're both seniors now, mm. obviously. And um, so, yeah, they'll be in the younger classes. My daughter's in the women's class. I'll be in the vets. But, you know, so she'll be going against the women in her class, but I'll be, you know, racing them for overall position. So, you know, me and my son still have a lot of battles. I like the chipping that I still can get in most of the time these days. So, again, I, you know, I'm not in his class, but we still line up in overall position. So he'll know whether I'm in front of him or not, that's mm. for sure. For sure. Um, Two-day event, camping, How? where are we at with all that? That is yeah, that how it works? Yep. Yeah, yeah, two-day event, so it's separate rounds, completely separate races. Yep. Uh, basically, the track will just be reversed for the Sunday. Mm-hmm. We've got machines there that'll rip around. It's a pretty sandy course, so we've got posi tracks that'll do a couple of laps and smooth her all out for the next day. Um, camping on site, it's by a river. You're camping right against the river. It's bloody beautiful. So, yeah, it's Well, it's if anything's guaranteed at the moment, mate, there'll be plenty of water in the river. Yeah, there is. It's um, There is a <laughs> bit of river water there, but we haven't got the water out here that you guys have been getting along the coastal areas. Like, mate, people have been ringing out from all over the place asking, you know, is there anywhere to ride up there that's not too wet? And I'm like, mate, there's dust everywhere up here still. Yeah. But, like, we haven't got the rain. What do you want it? You guys are getting it all. Oh, it, it's ridiculous. We've had literally, like, shifts cancelled at work, roads under. I yeah. was just We've taking... Just yeah, taking my young fella to swimming this morning, I had to go a completely different way just to get there because the roads are shut. So it's a mission. And this is days after, or oh, still in the middle of the floods, but it's perfectly dry today. But anyway, yeah. so yes, she's a two-day event, camping on the facility. So yep. all that's pretty straightforward. There's heaps of classes and all that. Now, the two days are separate rounds. So if you have a shit day on Saturday, yep. Sunday's your reset day. 100%. Doesn't matter if you DNF, even you can restart again tomorrow. Um, you know, and if you're doing the series, it's good for points, obviously. But that's the thing about the sprint too; you've got time to fix bikes. You know, you can come back in if you've got a flat. You've got time to change it before you go back out. Mm-hmm. And again, if you've got any major dramas, you reset for Sunday and you go again. You're all starting square. So, as I said, second and third of April that is. So, uh, find them on Facebook, 
whatever, yep. search it, find it, get your entries in. Um, the rest of the series, Dungog, uh, MacArthur, so that'll be at Appen, I assume, same as it was last yep. year. Yeah. Uh, Kyogle. Now, that one's in conjunction with the AORC. Is that right? Yeah. So how they work, instead of running all separate AORCs, obviously the Australian Off-Road um, Championship, um, so instead of running separate rounds, they piggyback off state rounds. Mm-hmm. So New South Wales will run their five, or when I say rounds, their five weekends. AORC will pick or will allocate one of those rounds is going to be the AORC round. Uh-huh. So you're getting all the guys from around Australia turning up as well. Uh-huh. So you've got double up on points. Um, if you're in the New South Wales series or you entered as a New South Wales rider, you might come first in class in New South Wales and you'll get first points for the series, yeah. but you might be fifth in the AORC. Yeah. So you'll get fifth points. But oh, those guys that beat, yeah. yeah, so those guys that beat you from Victoria or Queensland, they don't interrupt your points for the state series. Yeah. And that way you get in a better series because, you know, each each state is responsible for their own race and they organise that. So yeah. it works great. Yeah. So it's one a month, April, May, June, July, August. Series final weekend is August at Nowra. Obviously all this is pending. Yep. Nothing weird happens with weather That's or right. God knows yep. what. But um, it's a pretty good calendar just looking at it. Like one a month, one weekend a month, that's pretty good. Like, are you going to do the whole series, you and the kids? Yeah, yep. Yeah. They will definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of, yeah, like I said, I'm a bit, bit of a race dad these days, just in the pits, but um, I still enjoy bikes. So, in a few, definitely will not miss this, Mandora. I'm wondering if I can find the time uh, on the weekend. But yeah, no, we'll do the rest of the series. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, nice. Later in the year, we've got. Uh, New South Wales Stadium off-roads, which had sort of flicked me a bit of a note about. i got to be honest and say, I know absolutely nothing about it. But is this sort of along the lines of what we've previously seen at, at Dungong and Gresford with that sort of... Yeah. Um, I had it last year at Gresford, I think year before or year before that was Dungong. It's sort of that, you know, stadium-type layout, a few logs and bits and pieces and yeah, um, so racing sort of layout. Essentially, it's an arena cross like everyone loves, like Coffs Harbour's had recently in January and they have every year. So it's a, a stadium cross or arena cross, yep. but it's thrown in with um, logs and tyres and all that stuff yep. that you hate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it still pretty – I mean, I, I don't know this, obviously, and we haven't – you don't know what the tracks are going to be yet, but yep. um, from what uh, Stefan Gronquist was telling us last year, it was still quite racy. Like it was – 100%, yeah. You're not well, designed no... to be extreme. It was designed to be racy. No, no. That's right. All of the, they're designed that everyone can get around the track. Don't mm. get me wrong, um, but you know it's so. I'm promoting one of those rounds as well here at Mudgy. So we're going to hold that. We've got a permanent, we call it arena cross or stadium cross, whichever way you want to call it. Um, track here in Mudgy. That's mm-hmm. what we run for our club races. Um, so we're just going to at the end of our race season. We've just basically stockpiling things like concrete blocks and tires and stuff so we will just then revamp so basically you know you'll come around a corner where you would normally have some speed to get up to hit a double or a tabletop and there's going to be five logs across the track mm-hmm. you know and then you'll go over them and then you might see a tire wall or something like that yep but it just makes it it's fun it's again it's on about fun it's not just going to the races and not enjoying yourself <laughs> you end up you know Everyone likes going riding, so make it more like that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And again, you've got classes for everyone. Everyone can get around the track. There's a couple of they have chicken lanes. You know, last year <laughs> I seen my daughter. I was up the last time. She kept on using the chicken lane when there was a few logs there on the ground. <laughs> she could have got over quite easily, and she did from time to time. But yeah, there as well for anyone that doesn't want to tackle them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's later on. So, yeah, there'll be a few rounds of that. Like you said, they have held... That was part of the normal series last year, but they separated it this year. Right. So we'll have the three clubs running the rounds. So there's ga- how many rounds is there going to be? Uh, you just caught me off guard, but I, I think it. it's the same. I think it's the six rounds, three weekends. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, at least at least the three weekends, depending if we all have double headers or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. Like I said, I I know nothing about it at this point. I only really know from what I've been told those rounds, you know, last year and in the past. Yeah. So, well, that sounds like a pretty good series. Um, yeah. And like I said, those tracks apparently aren't crazy hard, so that's a good thing. But I guess just back to the track you guys are having for the sprint series, track difficulty level, um, you said Greeny's been out there a bit. I assume it's pretty straightforward track. Yeah, there's no, what I'd call, there's no hills at all. It's a pretty undulating property um, yeah. from the river up. Um, so there's no, like, you know, crazy creek crossings or big hills that, you know, beginners can't get up. Yeah. Um, it is a sandy base, so, you know, it's it's a nice sand. I like that sort of stuff. It does get rough, no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, anyone can get around this track when it comes to level of difficulty. Um, so it's very enjoyable to ride. But, like I said, it will get rough. It will get rutted out. Um, so, you know, the fast guys like it, too. It's good for training. So, yeah. yeah. Now, that will be pretty good, like you said, like – as. That's the fun, right? Like having fun, a good fun layout. You don't need it to be crazy hard. So, you no. know, like I guess some of these people I speak to sort of have in their minds that, oh, no, I'm not doing sprint series off-road. Like they're proper hard, gnarly enduro yeah. tracks. And like I'm like, no, I don't think it will be. I think it's going to be pretty, not easy, but like pretty straightforward sort of track. Like I think the difficulty is just going to be actually doing the track and keeping consistent rather than getting over obstacles or anything. Exactly, exactly. And like I've got, you know, three daughters that have raced on and off the whole time, older daughters. And, um, you know, so I've spent a lot of time trying to encourage the women's side of racing, whether it be motocross or off-roads. And the thing I hear back, especially, like, you know, you've always got guys that race and their partner or wife or daughter has got a bike, but he's a little bit worried, you know, about the racing side of things. Mm. And the first thing they say is, like, you know, I don't want to get stuck on a hill. I don't want to get stuck in a creek crossing, you know. So... Most of the time, the tracks are made, obviously. They ought to be made so that everyone can get around. There is some hard bits, but there's always another line. But, yeah, this one at Mandurin, you'll have no dramas whatsoever. Besides, if you're a bit of a beginner, you'll probably be picking your bike up in the sand a bit more often than not. That, you know, sand's pretty soft. <laughs> or if you get your tongue stuck in the chain and you're buggered like I would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You've only got to make it through one lap and you get to sit back. Hey, that's it. you got you got 15, 20 minutes somewhere there to get in, get yeah. your lap done. And then at the end, I'll just touch back on that too. What what we've tried to do to make this Mandoran round a lot more exciting for people and spectators, and, and when I say spectators, you know, when you go there as a race dad or mum, a lot of the time, you know, you want to spectate, you want to see some stuff too, you know, to fill in your day. Yeah. So what we've got, we've got um, Horse Transport from Dubbo, a local enthusiast out there, has come on board and said, I want to throw some money at this thing, what can we do? So he, we've organised, we're going to have at the end of racing on Saturday, so Saturday afternoon, right out in front of the pits, we're going to have a grass track one lap dash, dash for cash. Yeah, nice. So there's a thousand bucks up there. Oh, sweet. Um, and you can see most of the track. Um, so, you know, with commentary, normally the idea of going to these off-roads in Enduros is someone heads off into the bush and you don't see them until they come back. Mm. It's not like that. And we're trying to make it not like that anymore. Yeah, okay. So, sad to when you're finished, everyone else is finished, you know, and they're cracking a coldie up on the side of the hill or whatnot. 
there's the grass track race and, and we're going through and we're going to have, you know, obviously the top 10 or 12 fast guys, but we're also going to throw some juniors in there yep. and we're going to throw some women in there, no matter how they qualify yep. um, and run through and a few locals. So, you know, you'll be get to see one lap flat out as fast as you can around a grass track. Um, no one's rode it. It's not part of the seniors track. It's part of the junior track, but uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Like, just something different to add to the weekend, I suppose. Yeah, hey, something yeah. different. In the day, you get to watch a bit of racing. Yeah, right? yeah. Because, like you said, we've been, we've all been to plenty of these off roads, and the start line, you know, is here, and then off they go into the bush, and you don't see them for twenty minutes, and they stop, and it's like, well, how'd you go? <laughs> yeah, mate, hundred percent. Like I did the Australian four day, and um, my wife was heavily pregnant, and had the other kids in the car, and they were trying to go to checkpoints just so they could see me throughout the day, and you know they were driving all over the place, and and that was the thing. At the end, you come back into the stadium, and everyone can see at least at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah, cool. that's what we're trying to do here. Cool. How do you go with the scheduling on these events? Like, I've been having a bit of a look at the calendar, and Jed's more up on all the local stuff than I am. But there's a King of MX qualifier at Moree. Same weekend you guys are running this off road event. They're in the same area. I was a bit like, how does that work? Like, I know not everybody wants to do King of MX qualifiers when there was an off-road event, and to an extent, they're a different crowd. But at the same time, you're sort of trying to capture the same audience a bit. I thought that was a bit, yeah, must be difficult in that thing. It's unfortunate, but I guess what do you do? Oh, 100%, mate. I can't express how disappointed I am on how these things work out. Obviously, there's only so many weekends to run these events, but... um. Not going into it too much because I don't know the finer details, but motorcycle in New South Wales especially, I feel they should um, stand in a little bit more on these sort of things. Like they do, and they have in past, stopped clubs from running when there's a big meet on or an open meeting, but they don't seem to worry about the clashes between the two different disciplines. Mm. So you've got motocross, obviously, and the off-roads, and you only get a certain amount of weekends. Um, Whereas I, I think it's silly, like... We want to get the motocross guys at the off-roads and we want to get the off-road guys at the motocross. There's only so many people that ride race dirt bikes. Mm. Get them all to the event. So, yeah, that, that is a bit of a disappointment. Unfortunately, it was kind of we were boxed into when we could hold this event um, and I'd say they were the same at their end. And yeah, um, right. trying to compare calendars even on the president of the Mudgy Club, just trying to go through even at a club level and go through... You know, we've got six clubs all within 200 kilometres, you know, Bathurst, Dubbo, Lithgow, all those sort of things. Yeah. Trying to work in, there's just not enough weekends. Yeah, um, right. And that's, that's the drama. But it is, uh, oh, yeah, I was very disappointed about that. And also, not only that, the weekend before, uh, the weekend after, um, AORC are running right up the top of Mackay. So a lot of guys have got to, obviously, that want to do the state rounds too, are going to be in Doran and then travelling through Mackay. But, you know, these things happen and we're all committed and I've travelled a lot further than that and gone, you know, backwards and forwards. We've raced supercrosses in Brisbane on Saturday night and raced Dunnydoo motocross on Sunday, you know, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've all done those things before. I remember a few big trips that I wasn't the one driving at the time, especially it was my old man. So, yeah. you know, you'd race somewhere Saturday, old man would drive all, all afternoon, all night, and you'd race somewhere else on Sunday. So, yeah, yeah day of the days. Yeah. Mini dad life again, mate. How's the little guy going on the 50? You got the Stasics too. How good are those little things? Mate, they're a game changer. Absolutely. They are, like, hey. Yeah. Well, I, I sort of, like like all of us, I've seen them on the net and on Instagram and that back when they were you know, just released. It. 
And um, I had trouble trying to get one. It was working out timing. Um, Johnny from Lusty got some for a while there, but I missed that section. And then, yeah, I ended up having to get the first one out of the States and couldn't send it back. So I had to get a guy that was coming back, a mate happened to be over there flying back to Australia. So he put it in his luggage and brought it back for me. Yeah, cool. uh, But they're a game changer. They, they really, like I started, my little fellow, he was on it at one. Yeah. Um, just turned one and we just had some BMX training wheels from BW strapped to the side and having down the local netball courts riding around and his throttle control was learnt by about one and a half. Yeah. So as he goes through, he's only just three now, um, he's quite capable of peewee riding. Um, yeah. You know, we have a lot of stacks, but uh, most of them, the hardest thing now is brakes, trying to uh, <laughs> learn oh, brakes. And mate. More not, I finally taught him how to use them, but now I've got to teach him how where not to use them. So it's, oh, yeah. I feel but I'm not you. rushing into it. I, like I've been a dad before and a racer dad before, and, you know, I'm not pushing him or rushing into it, but he loves it. And yeah. I, I love it again. It's sort of... You know, my older two, uh, they turn 17 tomorrow at the time that we're recording now. And, you know, they're sort of working and doing their own thing. And, you know, they don't want to hang out with Dad very much, whereas he uh, he loves it. They're he wants to go riding every afternoon. It's great. They're all about it when they're little. No, I feel you on the brakes. So my little guy is probably actually similar age to yours. So my little guy is about three and a half. And if it wasn't for the Stacey, he would be nowhere near where he is on his peewee at the moment too. And he's just sort of getting around on the peewee, not too bad. And same thing with the brakes, man. We went riding last week, and he, I was just like, brakes, brakes, and he come roaring into these turners, t- t- corners, tucks the front, goes down. And you're yeah. like, you got to slow down, dude. And he sort of looks yeah. at it, he's like, yeah, yeah, I better do that. <laughs> but I'll try not. They yeah, are. I'll try and explain it as in uh, three-year-olds. They don't speak very well English, and uh, – my little follow he wouldn't use the brakes at all but then now we've got him to use the brakes but then he will use the brakes but then he won't let them off so he'll come out of a turn with the brakes still dragging and go to go up the jump and obviously run out of power and so he's got a thing now even driving to school you'd be driving along everything silent and he goes brakes are only for down the hill dad and i'm like yes mate only for down the hill yeah that'll work that'll work and it's really good too i think well one part i reckon about them which is great is the fact that they don't really make any noise so like especially for my daughter who's six like she can get on it it's not noisy it's not intimidating and again same sort of thing like she's on a 50 now and cruises around on that like she has a bit of fun on it and whatever but if it wasn't for that little Stasic, i don't know if she would be all that interested in riding her 50 because she zips around on the Stasic out the front in the street here and like even my neighbors and people in my cul-de-sac you know they know my kids ride it out the front they watch out for them like they think it's pretty cool they yeah. don't get pissed off because it's a whole heap of noise like there's just so many positives i'm like man this is awesome just for everybody to have you know somewhere to like for these kids to ride and as these guys are growing too, there's more and more bikes that are a bit bigger. Like it was only the other day I saw Honda do some, you know, release thing on it. I don't know. It looks like about the size of a 65 or something that bike. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some photos of that. Yeah. yeah so but I like think, think, um, things like that I think are going to be game changer. Like at the professional level, different story. But I think for just recreational use, man, these electric bike things are going to be so good. Well, yeah, well, you've got the, the Varg Stark that everyone's talking about and watching the videos of too. And, um, mm. you know, you see, I see a lot of hate for that sort of thing. You know, the old two-stroke versus four-stroke is now going petrol versus electric, you know. And I see a lot of hate for it, and I get it, you know, and it's all we like a bit of noise and whatnot. But if you think in big picture, 
all these trucks that we can't race at anymore, you know, mm. right through to, you know, paddocks that you can't use and properties you can't use. Like this is, like you said, it's changing the whole game. Oh. Um, obviously, they're a bit, the big ones are a bit expensive at the moment, but that'll come down, you would like to think. Mm. But, yeah, I just, and I think our little kids are at a great age. Like, realistically, they can go now, so they've been on the stace. Um, we've got them on peewees, but you could go to a, the Gas Gas Cadium Husqvarna, E5 yeah. at the moment, um, and you know, and then in another couple of years, there'll probably be a 65 and an 85 version. So realistically, the, the smaller kids and the ones born in the last couple of years, they could be electric for life. And, right and with them, they're not going to know any different, right? They're so not, like, they're not, they're not going to the be thing, these people the who are like us, where they've gone to Supercross and listened to noisy yeah. 252 strokes in the stadium when they were kids, and and that's the idle thing. Like they're going to be these kids who are brought up on electric bikes, and it's like, well, yeah, of course, that's what we have. The thing that I see too, and people sort of don't look at much, a lot, I get a lot of mums around our area and that and saying, you know, oh, can you tell him what bike to buy? You know, I want to, I want the kid to ride and he, he's had a bike, you know, the dad or whatnot. And they'll get a peewee or, or you know, a KDM 50 or something like that. And it's, you know, if the dads are working and the mums aren't mechanically minded, it's it's too much effort to get the kid out there on the track. Mm. And I've been, I've been, you know, pushing these basics for ages and said, just buy one of them. Just get one of these. You put it in the boot of your car. Yeah. You know, the mum, if the dad's at work and the mum wants to take the kid, throw it in the back of the boot, go down. You can go down, to, you know, yeah. anywhere legal, obviously. But we go down the netball courts and there's quite a few of them riding around and, and it gets them addicted to motorbikes, yeah. whether it's electric or not. And that's what you need. Like, you know, instead of being addicted to a cricket bug, you've got it for life. You know what it's like. We all know what it's like. Mm. Yeah, we've all got the bug. bug. Exactly. So whether it's electric, I just think it's just great. It's, yeah. It just opens up a whole new thing. And it takes the stigma away too. Like, I know... I know mums that have bought a Stasic because they don't want to buy a peewee. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. if you Have you got the 12 or the 16? I've got a 12, um, but I'm looking at probably buying a 16 because the kids are fighting Mate, over the 12. So, they yeah. are 16 the next level too, though. Like, we've got Miles a 16, but, um, you know, he's only running on middle power. You put the thing on high power and, and there is faster than a peewee so it takes away that stigma of i don't want my kid on a dirt bike they're dangerous yeah well they're on a dirt bike you just don't realize yeah yeah and like you yeah. said you can ride in all these spots and it doesn't piss anybody off like oh mate i take it out to the ride parks we get a free flight and louis and yeah. the whole time he's been out there with the kdm 50s and 65s on a stage yeah like riding around which is yeah. on, he doesn't know the difference yeah and you're not annoying anybody like there's a you know <laughs> mixture of people that live in my street like i said in my cul-de-sac and my kids ride this thing around all the time and Nobody bats an eyelid at it. But yeah. at the same time, can you imagine if my kids rode the peewee around the cul-de-sac flat out? Like, I'm sure someone would get the shits. Yeah. If, yeah. No different in speed. No, like, it's all the same. So, yeah. yeah. But the skill levels, I think we're going to see, like, obviously, it's like we're only a year or so into the Stacey generation. But we're going to see some, you know, talented kids come out of this. Mm. Because like, like we know, our little kids, like my little fella, like, I've never had a screw in the throttle for the peewee whatsoever from day dot. He's had throttle control before he could even ride the thing. Mm. Um, whereas that back in the day, like, you know, when we're all trying to ride and stuff like that, like, you know, you skip all that and then you're trying to send kids out and, you know, they've already got the knack for it. There's less injuries. There's, yeah, there's no downside, I don't reckon. Nah, they're so cool, man. And um, I guess if anyone out there wants to stay sick, go and hit up your dealer. They, they can get you one in, so they're a good little thing. Four, four colours you can get it in now. Black, white, orange and red. Yeah, there's plenty out there. Yep. Sticker kits. You yep. do sticker kits for them, mate? DMK Designs? We do, we do a lot, actually. Do yeah, you really? Do yeah, right. 
Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of Stacey coins. Just did um, one for Miles Bowen for his young fella over there this week, actually. I did see that. He put it up yesterday, yeah. Yeah, his missus' logo's all over from the shop. And, yeah, cool. And he's wrapped like the little fella thinks he's racing now, so oh, he's nice. out there. There yeah. you go. Well, I'm about wrapped up on my end, mate. Anything else you want to yarn about while we've got the record button on? Oh, mate, I can yarn about dirt bikes all day. That's, <laughs> it's pretty that's easy, isn't it? It is, mate, it is. And, um, yeah, my missus is usually on the other end telling me to get off the phone, but um, she's not here, so it's fine. <laughs> no, mate, I just, I just would really like to encourage people. Um, you know, like like I said, guys like us, you know, I call them the Fat Dad Society, mate. There's a Fat Dad class. Yeah. You know, get in it. Yeah. Um, come do the sprints, do the, do the off-roads. It's just fun. It, it takes away, you know, you're racing, but you're not racing side by side with a lot of people. So, you know, I think that, that risk that we talk about and, and that's to be honest you know how many people have moved away from the sport because oh, i need to work on monday you know i can't afford the injuries yeah, yeah you know whereas this i think you know not saying you can't hurt yourself unfortunately that's always going to be there whenever you're doing anything fun but you know you're not lined up on a gate with 40 people and um, you're tearing in so yeah and you, and i mean you i still have, lost yeah you don't have people up your backside you don't have people in front of you you're just really riding like by yourself which is what made Excuse me, what has made these Transmodo events so popular? 100%. Yeah, yeah. So same like Transmodo, you know, get your mates together, you do one lap and then your mate steps in. The only difference is, you know, by by the second and third lap, you know, you've got fast guys, no matter how you yeah. are, passing you, lapping you, stuck. That's taken out of it, yeah. you know. If you're a very beginner, you're going to be starting at the back. You're not really going to have anyone up behind you. You're not going to have, you know, the Josh Greens and that coming past flat out, you know they've already done their lap so you know you can stop stressing and you can just ride and concentrate you know you're not looking behind you're not looking to the side you just ride you know it's camping camping weekend it's uh bring the kids kids can ride missus can ride daughters can ride get out and have some fun eh yeah see that's the thing like i've like i said i've had daughters so i understand it but i've been a big i've pushed a lot over the years to change some of the rules of motorcycle new south wales for the girls to have so out here at Mudgee, like, the way I see it is I've seen a lot of people you'll have, say you've, you know, typically you'll have a mum and a dad and a, a daughter and a son. The, the son and the dad want to go motorbike riding. And then, you know, if the daughter doesn't get into it, usually she's got a bike but doesn't want to race as much, you know, that there's plenty of girls out there that do, but a lot of them don't. Whereas if you've just got that girls class where they're only riding against girls, um, they actually enjoy it a lot more. And that way you keep the family in the sport too. You're not losing them. Once you get, you know, if the mum and the daughter go in a different direction, there's always that pressure, you know, on the rest of the family to follow or not go to these events. And it's worked really good around here. And that's what I think a lot of the other clubs need to push. Yeah. You really need to. It doesn't take much to throw in. We run an under 12s girls class. doesn't matter what size bike you're on, 85, 65, under 12s. Yeah. And then twelve and above for the junior girls. Yeah, right. That's so a pretty you'll good find idea. yeah. So you'll have the big wheel eighty fives, the one two fives, and two fifties all riding together. Yeah. Um, so it took a bit of a push with motorcycle New South Wales to sort of get them to agree on that because you've got different bike sizes and different. But it age works groups, out a lot yeah. safer. Yeah, but it works out safer because you know you've got the girls there that don't have the worry about the you know the faster boys in the class or whatnot. Yeah. They look out for each other. They get some great matesmanship. You've yeah. still got, you know, you've got your fast girls out there like Taylor and stuff that they're, they're keen just to go in the boys' class and that's yeah. no dramas. But you know? it's and way less intimidating for them. 100%. And that's what we need. We, you need the beginners. If you don't have the beginners and the learners, the sport just dwindles away. 
Yeah. Got the young fella yeah. chiming in in the background here. <laughs> and, and that flows through. Like, it's no use complaining about the MX Nationals not having full grids. Yeah. If we haven't got these guys into the sport and kept them in the sport, mm, no, and that's where they end up. 100%, so, man. Yep. Cool. Well, we've been going for a while now, so we'll, we might yep. wrap it up there. But before you do go, going to get a couple of tips off you. You're following the motocross, I assume. Who's your favourites? What are you thinking of the series coming up? Motocross Nationals. We've got... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm... Mossy is, you know, coming through. I've seen him ride quite a bit this year. And, um, you know, he didn't get the results he wanted last year, coming back to the sport. And I think he's got a lot to prove this year. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tanny, too, is looking really good. Looks fast, um, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, like local guys around here, like Blake Fox. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like yeah I think he's a favourite for some moto wins, man. I really do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and you got Ryder Kingsford come stepping up too. He's just gone straight through, which is good. Yeah. Uh, that whole MX3 thing, that's a whole other story we can go into another <laughs> day, um, which I think works awesome for nationals but nowhere else. Um, but, yeah, so guys like that, you know, Reese Bud's obviously going to be going for it in a lighter class. So, no, it's, it's going to be exciting, mate. It's going to be like the AMA Supercrosses this year with multiple winners. Can't pick him. Yeah. No, 100%. That's what we want. That's, I'm really looking good forward to, watch. to it too. Yeah. All right, mate. Like I said, I've said it five times, but we'll wrap it up here. Thanks heaps for coming on. Um, DMK Designs, socials, website, whatever it is to hit you up for some graphics or a sign, or if you want to sell your house and you need a real estate sign, that'll do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, New South Wales Off-Road Championships, which is really just a sprint series. Get your entries in. Work the Google. Find it. Find yourself an event. Hit it up. Yep. And, um more than anything, get out on your bikes and have some fun, eh? That's right, mate. That's all we're here for. We love it. So get your mates out there. Thanks, mate. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me. Catch you later.